0: Welcome to the Link Adelaide Podcast, today with another interview from a Fringe artist from the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. And I am joined by uh, Justin Butcher, who has returned to the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival uh, with the Centre for International Theatre for Scaramouche Jones, which was, uh, I think you came here at least last year. And 20 a, 10. A 2010. 2010, yeah. last time you were here. Um, and a massive response to the show, yeah. award-winning.
1: Well, I was nominated for yeah. for the uh, People's yeah. Choice Award, but uh, I didn't win, in fact. I think it was a local boy who won. Yeah. that's <laughs>
0: close. Yeah, I was
1: close. I was, I think,
0: I was working in, at AC Arts in 2010, so that's yeah. why I don't know if you were totally around what was going on. Yeah. Um, so, for those that haven't seen, so I'm certainly sure one of those um, what is it all
1: about? Well I wrote Scaramish Jones in the closing weeks of 1999 um, and it was a sort of homage to the 20th century there was a lot of millennium fever in the air uh, certainly in Britain you know we were making a huge fuss about the millennium with the millennium dome this massive you know art centre with a year long exhibition in it all this sort of thing and uh, there was a lot of attention focused on the legacy of the 20th century uh, in Britain um, and of the last 1,000 years, indeed of the last 2,000 years. There's yeah. um, a lot of excitement about this and I wanted to sort of add my 10 penneth to this and I had the idea while I was working in Holland. I was directing a TV series in Holland at the time and I kind of raped Scaramish Jones as an entertainment for myself in the evenings. Um, and uh, the, the mission statement, if you like, was to write something... Completely, flagrantly and 100% self-indulgently attuned to my own tastes. Mm-hmm. And if anybody else liked it, so much the better. You know? yeah. Of course, it's turned out to be the most successful thing I've ever written. Wow. Um, and so there's a, there's a lesson in there somewhere. Uh, uh, but it... I wanted to create a one-man show for myself. I wanted to write something about the 20th century, a modest canvas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hundred years of Uh, upheaval and uh, tragedy and empire and uh, uh, collapse of empire and displacement of populations and genocide and tragedy and innovation and all this extraordinary uh, sort of bounty and energy and generosity on the one hand and uh, disaster and tragedy on the other. 20th century in history, um, by the end of that century more people had been killed through violence uh, uh, of man against man than in the entire history of humanity previously um, and yet the 20th century is also the century in which we discovered penicillin in which you know, uh, the great um, uh, empires were overthrown in which civilian or, or republican governments were set up uh, in which the colonies of the British Empire became independent, uh, in which we've seen the information technology revolution, you know, in which we've seen the collapse of the Berlin Wall. Yep. But you know, it's an extraordinary kind of energies uh, at, at, at play throughout this century. And so my kind of everyman figure for, for encompassing this uh, was a clown. Uh, 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 and so, the, the journey of Scaramouche Jones is a kind of bumpy odyssey from the cockeyed, kind of satirical, unlucky perspective of, of this this clown, Scaramouche Jones, buffeted and beaten from one extreme of fate to the other. But he never gives up, um, and he's so it's 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 about, in a sense, it's about the journey of humanity through the century. Uh, Scaramouche is born the son of a gypsy whore uh, in Trinidad on a fish slab as the 20th century opens, you know, midnight 31st of December 1899 as, yeah. as, as naval guns boom across the harbour heralding the onset of the new century pounding out a fierce warlike salute to the health and happiness of Queen Victoria far away Scaramouche slithers onto the slab Yeah. All he ever knew about his father was that he was an Englishman, and so he has this dark-faced gypsy mother um, and this unknown English father, and so from an early age he conceives this kind of lofty fantasy about this noble English father, and one day he will he will find him, and one day he will make his way to England, the promised land, the epicenter of empire, you know, and 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 so on, and so. His journey um, takes him through white slavery uh, in, in West Africa. He's apprenticed to a snake charmer. Um, he crawls the length and breadth of northern Africa. He joins the retinue of an Italian prince at the coronation of, of Haile Selassie in Addis Ababa in 1930. He finds his way into Europe, back with the gypsies, concentration camps all sorts eventually finding his way to England and this journey is punctuated by a, a, a sort of magical realist device of a series of white masks which are overlaid mm. over his face so he, he's born with this exceptionally pale face yeah. um, and his mother comments like she calls him a little oyster and a shellfish um, and this is supposedly from his unknown English father. And then through his life, the kind of key episodes of his life are imagined as like the, the acquisition of a, a series of traumas, a series of, uh, of experiences which bleach or blanch his face ever more pale shades of white. And so the subtype of the play is the seven white masks, and so he kind of evolves into the figure of the clown as much as anything else. Um, and so this, this, this—what's uh, sort of, the word? This kind of odyssey of, of storytelling is as much about his his desire to. Um, to strip off all these masks which have accreted or grown up over his life so that he can then step naked into death. And so the setting of the the play, where our audience find themselves, is one hour to go on Millennium Eve, uh, 11pm, 31st of December 1999, in the back of this old circus tent, in this ancient clown is disrobing and removing these layers of white paint and we know for that midnight the stroke of midnight he will be 100 years old same yeah. age as the century yeah. and and he will die yeah. um and that in a nutshell is the story of scarabish jones
0: i mean it sounds from from your description you know talking about 20th century and talking about the good and the bad mm. that came out of it i mean the clown sounds like the perfect character, the perfect um, metaphor for for that. What well, I hope so. discovery for you to kind of go. This is what needs to. It was.
1: It was. You see, the way I'm describing it's very much after the event, with yeah. with the benefit of ten years of analysis or hindsight, yeah. and other people having written reviews about the play, having written academic articles and books about it, having. Studied it on school and university syllabuses, blah 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 blah. Whereas when at the time, it was much more visceral and instinctive mm-hmm. for me. I wanted to do this, ah, this thing I wanted to do. I was at that stage, I would say, directing a, a, a rather dull TV series in Holland, and I'd done a lot of work to commission at that stage, yeah. you know, uh, and, and I was very much wanting to write something just for myself. So I just chucked all my favourite ingredients into the pot. So I, 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 a lifelong fascination with clowns. Yeah. Since childhood, you know, being amazed at children's parties and circuses by these often very old men with puckered, pouchy, you know, faces, all painted white, Yeah. who had this license to behave in this bizarre fashion. Yeah. Normally expect grown-ups to behave very sensibly, properly, you know, yeah. and with a sort of dignity, you know. And The Clown, as a sort of licensed agent of absurdity, you know, fascinated me from an early age. Um, and then my father took me to see Waiting for Godot when I was about 12, a very famous production in, in London, with Max Wall, the great, late Max Wall, and Trevor Peacock, a veteran British comic actor, still alive, with for God with these two guys as the, the tramps and again this had an indelible effect on me Max Wall for your younger listeners who won't remember him um was a, a great British clown comedian and actor uh, of the mid to late 20th century who perfected this sort of absurd um role the long long skinny black trousers enormous shoes tail um oh. High cranium and mad wig, yeah, you know, and this hangdog, mis- miserable kind of face, um, and uh, so that he was very much part a template, you know, for the Scaramouche Jones characterization. But I think what's so wonderful about clowns is that sense of how they they embody and and subvert. The, 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 the assumed dignity yeah. of, of human mm. grandeur, human pretensions—you know—and yeah. and, Scaramucci is very like that with his tailcoat and his white, you know, waistcoat yeah. and, 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 and uh, wing collar and, this and, and white gloves. Yeah. Except, of course, it's all a bit skew-whiff and yeah. cock-eyed, you know. So yeah. he's got a wing collar but no shirt, so it's bare yeah. chest and then a white waist and one. Tail at this tailgate is much longer than the other one, and the lapels are all wrong, you know, and these enormous shoes, you know, and, and so it's kind of this, on the one hand, this this embodiment of, of uh, pucker kind of uh, upper crust dignity, but, but but ludicrous at the same mm. time, you know. Um, and, and so, as you say, that the clown is a very uh, potent figure, a very, a very uh, uh, Fertile kind of uh, figure to explore, character to explore in relation to this bittersweet sweet tragic-comedy kind of themes of 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 um, adventure, of discovery uh, and tragedy throughout the 20th century.
0: And um, okay. I mean, I remember a lot of us being around by the end of 1999, each show that we had, obviously, coming up in 2000, there was a Mm. lot of positivity in the air, Mm. Um, as well as nerves about Y2K, which never really eventuated into anything, which is great. Yes, that's right,
1: an apocalyptic. Yeah, Yeah.
0: which we have, I think, a little bit this year as well, with 2012 being Mayan prophecies and all that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, So I think there was a real sense to bookend the end mm. of the century at that time to close the door and we the brand new day, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
1: well, it's funny you should say that, Stephen, because when the play was first produced on stage, Pete Postlethwaite, the late, great Pete Postlethwaite, uh performed the role, directed by Rupert Gould, um, and we premiered it at the Dublin Theatre Festival in 2001. As it happened... Just weeks after the tragedy of 9 11. Mm -hmm. So there was a very strange atmosphere in the air. Um, You imagine all the international artists traveling to Dublin for this big theatre festival. Even flying at that time was a bit, everyone was a bit edgy about it. And so with this, the millennial theme, as you say, all the bookends of the play, that slight sort of apocalyptic sense in the air, and then the fact of the, the Twin Towers having been destroyed in this unbelievable, audacious, you know, uh, uh, attack, um, lent a certain kind of, well, a very edgy, you know, powerful frisson to the, to the performance. And just recently, after the earthquake in Christchurch, um, Scaramish Jones was the first play to be produced professionally in Christchurch after the earthquake uh, Funny enough, my sister-in-law was in the cathedral in Christchurch when it fell uh, had to, and she had to, to flee through falling masonry you know, for her life and so it was very close to the, the tragedy in, in, in Christchurch my, my, my wife's family are all from New Zealand and Australia so I'm very connected to this part of the world and None of the theatres in Christchurch were functioning after the earthquake. Uh, and a theatre producer there contacted you know, the city council and got permission to put up a big marquee on the, on the city park um, to produce some theatre, to cheer everyone up. You know? yeah. And the play that he chose to produce was Scaramouche wow. Jones. So, again, in this atmosphere of apocalyptic or, or uh, you know, upheaval, shall we say. Um, Scaramouche Jones seems to be a story which speaks to people in that context, in, that, in that, 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 that shadowy kind of limbo realm of not knowing whether your life is going to continue yes. in the way that it has been. Times of change and upheaval is very much what the play is all about. So it continues to speak to people in and that context
0: I mean, it's, I mean even if it's not a world, world up people thing like sep- I just mentioned September 11 mm. totally rocked you know we, we started 2000 fresh we went mm. this is new this mm. is, we can do whatever we want now we passed the 20th century behind this yeah. and then a year and a half later you know, yeah. we had September 11
1: yeah. and crap again absolutely and you know in the worst possible way yeah um well exactly I mean as as Martin Bell the the war correspondent said, you know we have entered the 20th century through gates of fire yeah you know we as you say the, the century born with all this hope this you know century will be different this will be the, the century of the environment when we and we learn to befriend our planet rather than destroy it yeah you know when we learn to care for the hungry um, and right some of the inequalities in the world and you know, water, of course, is going to be a critical source of yeah. conflict in the 20th century. Um, you know, they say oil oil were the wars, you know, the wars of, of, the, of, the, of the 20th, but in the 21st century, they say, you know, we'll be fighting by the end, you know, we'll be fighting each other for water. Yeah. So, of course, the, the fundamental character of humanity doesn't seem to change. There's this incredible capacity for love, for Innovation for um, uh, selflessness and heroic acts, um, and for creating communities that care for each other. And there's an unerring capacity for oppression, selfishness, self-destruction, and 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 um, the marginalisation of of those that we we don't like to to think of as as, as the same as us. Um, and all these themes are extremely, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, resonant nice. to, to, mm. to the play. Um, but, I mean, from a grand scale to yeah, a minor yeah. scale
0: as well, I think it's the same thing that you go through in life. Like, a, a, a baby has is for the same level of promise, and mm. then as life goes on, mm. it is taken away, and mm. things change, and mm. you, you do end up reflecting mm. over everything towards the end. That's so, right. You know, an amazing
1: it's, number of analogies. That's right. And, the, and that sense of reflection um, of what did it all mean? I mean, here's this old man at the end of the century, 99 years old, he'll be 100. And he, all he knows is that he has to strip before the end. He, he, he has this, this desire to, you know, to strip off all these masks that he's acquired. And he's literally disrobing as well. So mm. I'm almost naked by the end. Um, and to, to, to step into the void, in, you know, face to face with the, the, the eternal, um, with with that great mystery beyond the door of night, mm-hmm. as he as he describes it. And it's only through telling the story that he's able to complete this process. Yeah. And there's that sense of <laughs> understanding. Through, through narrative, you know, that we we, we, we don't understand often the, the, the meaning of our lives, the significance of it or Why does humanity matter? But it's somehow through telling our stories, learning how to tell our stories ourselves, and, and learning how to listen to the stories of others across generations, from different races, from different perspectives, that we somehow come to a deeper understanding which you can't put into words, but it, but it, it, it somehow co- expands our our sympathies, our sensibilities, and our sense that humanity matters, and we become we and we come away enriched.
0: Yeah, I mean it's. I mean there's so much more that I, I would have loved to have gotten into in this interview, talking about what you've been through in the past. But no, we're going to have time. Um, Scarra Jones uh, was nominated for the People's Choice Award in 2010 when it last played Adelaide. Um, as you can tell from this, it is one heck of a show that um, you really should try and get to see if you can. Um, playing at the main theatre at High Ground from February 24 to March 4. Nine um, performances only. Nine performances only. Uh, grab tickets through adelaidefringe.com.au or more details at linkadelaide.com.au. Uh, Justin Butcher, it's been uh, amazing to have a chat to you today. Thank you for Thank time. you. Thank you, Steve. For more on this show and 922 others, check our website, linkadelaide.com.au, or you can find them all at adelaidefringe.com.au. And for the latest news and info from Link Adelaide, be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide.